0: The Fitness Reborn Podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness Personal Training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. Hello and welcome. This is the Fitness Reborn Podcast. My name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training, where we put movement ahead of workouts. And... This is a first kind of podcast for me. I'm actually interviewing a different person, so it's not just me talking for 20 minutes. I'm going to have a back-and-forth dialogue with somebody. So this is the first of what I hope to be many more to come. My guest today is Anna Barton. She is the owner and runner or operator of... Um, I run our local chapter. Okay. your local chapter, yeah. okay. okay, of the Historic European Martial Arts Organization. Right. Yeah, we okay. are. Yeah, Hema Club. Hema Club. Yep. Okay. All right. So
1: I actually um, second in command of a group is called Guardians of the Black Forest, and we practice Hema martial arts.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 And it's it's a local chapter, so it's national.
1: Yeah. So there are national clubs. Um, our uh, organization, the Guardians, is just in Iowa at the moment. We have five different chapters throughout the. Um, Iowa, mostly central and eastern Iowa regions, nice. but uh, HEMA is practiced all over the United States, and it's actually um, really, really practiced in Europe. It's really highly um, done there, Large, all the large tournaments and things happen in Europe, but it's really starting to pick up steam and popularity in the U.S. in the last five years.
0: Gotcha, okay, okay, okay. just getting started with here so what is your background here how did you find your way into this
1: yeah so um i went to a renaissance fair 11 years ago and i was selling books of all things and um i saw some people with swords and i thought that was really neat to talk to them and i really joined the group for the community aspect because we do uh, as well as sword fighting we also do historical reenactment and um, i was in need of a community at that time joined they put a sword in my hand, and I was terrified of swords. Mm -hmm. So um, I started fighting, though, because, you know, good peer pressure there. (laughs) And uh, 11 years later, I'm the lead trainer of the Ames and the Des Moines chapter and second in command of the group. So I just never left. (laughs)
0: Okay, good deal, good deal. So... What really sucked you into it then? I mean, you were reluctant at first. Mm-hmm. You went there for one reason and then they roped you into doing something else. Yeah. So what, what really kept pulling you further and further into it?
1: Um, a lot of it was the confidence it gave me. The um, you know ability to not only move my body well, but also just the power and the, the defense that it, it gave me and made me feel. Um, I just felt like... I had more confidence in life and um, plus it gave me the community. So, those are the really the things that kind of drew me in and kept me going yeah. back and fighting um, over sure. and over. Sure, sure.
0: And you said you were there to sell books. Yep. Do you, are these books you wrote or are these are <laughs> just books that you
1: had that you were going to sell? I worked for a company called Usborn Books and I sold um, okay. children's books, but now I'm a writer. That's kind of where I've got into. Oh, but nice. this has, um, the Guardians have become a large part of my life and my community outreach, as well as my daily fitness.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So you say you're right. I hope, I'm not going to yeah. get too far off topic here, but you say you're right. What do you write?
1: I write middle grade books. So what kind of Middle books? grade, so okay. um, uh, middle school.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So uh,
1: it's a series about um, a young girl, and it's basically Da Vinci Code meets Daisy Drew. So kind of thriller, fun books for kids. Nice,
0: yeah, good deal. Good deal. Yeah. My daughter is into reading a lot, so maybe I don't know. I could find something and she'd yeah, buy it for her and see how she likes it. She likes we're fantasy not published a lot. yet, but we're getting there. Oh, not so. published yet. Yes, okay. She likes fantasy a lot, out. so that would be right yep. up her alley.
1: Oh well, we know fantasy a lot in our <laughs> world.
0: <laughs> so as the uh the what is it the local leader, second yeah. in command leader, the local chapter. Yep. Okay, is this like zone? Like, is there a setup here in town then, like uh, a storefront or a dojo? Or nope. Whatever? if
1: you've ever gone to Brookside Park on a Monday and okay. seen people swinging swords, that's us. I get that sometimes, but yeah, we so we meet at a park. We're looking for an indoor location for winters because that can be tough um, to do indoor practices. Mm-hmm. Um, Except
0: for the very hardy of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> so
1: uh, we usually have a few months we take off for training so and I just see. do... Um, individual training inside instead of group training so spring um, summer or fall we're out in the park okay so, yeah. sounds fun
0: i'm coming kind of in the same boat here i don't have a physical setup for myself but yeah that's in the in the works in the next five or so years there i'll actually have a place where people can kind of go to and you know can call a home
1: yeah you know so, good, good.
0: so right now it's all out of parks yep okay
1: and then we go to renaissance fairs and so when we're there at renaissance fairs we have a full encampment set up so we have a lot of tents and things so we Mm kind of live there for a weekend or two depending on the fair okay okay gotcha
0: so now when you're not doing renaissance festivals like what do you normally do when you're you know out there jousting or training or I mean what does that encompass?
1: Yeah, so um, we train every week we um, as a group, and then we give out assignments so, so people practice throughout the week on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do with historical European martial arts, it's um, it's a little bit different than what a lot of people think of it is, which is like fencing, you know, the Olympic-style fencing mm-hmm. or LARPing, that kind of thing. What, um, those are based more on sports and later centuries style fighting we do more the like 16th century um style fighting so think broadsword, longsword, pole arms those kinds of things and we train with those um we specifically focus on the german long style okay. and um we do training lessons um on mondays and we guide people through everything through beginner and then we'll do an advanced class and then we do sparring okay
0: okay yeah. so is there like Competitions that you guys held, like tournaments and things like that?
1: So in the HEMA world, there are um, tournaments for different specialties, like longsword or sword and buckler, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that some of our people will engage in. We, When we go to the Renaissance Fairs, we put on a show, and we do live, we call it live steel fighting. So we do shows where um, the audience picks a fighter from each side, and we actually have steel weapons. We train with plastic weapons that you have to be Qualified to get up to the steel weapons, and we're in sure. full armor, and we uh, we fight, and it's not choreographed at all. It's Whoa. full on fighting. There's like a ref there, like a boxing match or anything. Yep, like we that? have a ref, okay. which is usually my teenage kid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have ref. We have people on either side, you know, helping with gear and water and those kinds of things. So it's a it's a full production when we do these shows, and we do um, multiple bouts and. Um, fight with our preferred weapons, and even can get into grappling matches and things if so we tie. We can go
0: on full MMA. Out oh there. yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> yes, wild. Yep. Okay. All right. How often does that happen?
1: So whenever we do a fair, so we did um, four fairs this spring, and we have uh, five lined up this fall. Nice. So and then we will do anywhere from three to five shows uh, a day. Um, during those fairs. So it, it can get pretty intense and pretty exhausting for the fighters, but we have a lot of people in our group who like to train, but don't actually do the full-on combat and steel for various reasons. Um, you have to be, if you're sparring, you have to be willing to be injured, and not everybody is willing to be injured. So we actually have, in comparison to our um, training fighters, of very few who do the actual steel fighting. We have a anywhere from six to maybe nine at a time.
0: How many members do you have all total?
1: So um, for training fighters right now, we are at 44, I believe. So that's quite a difference. So
0: six people out of 44 actually are willing to To get hurt, (laughs) risk getting hurt. Yes. So we
1: have a lot of people who train um, for various reasons without actually getting in the ring and sparring. And Uh, so that's one thing we always encourage people. You know, you can train without going into the full-on sparring because we have had injuries, and you have to be willing to do that. And I don't recommend that for everyone. Right, right. So, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of people want the benefits of the exercise, but they yep. don't want the detriment of getting hurt. So, no, that that's cool, though. It's like, what's the average age of the people who do this sort of thing? So, that you reckon?
1: For the actual fighters, I would say um, late 20s, early 30s for those who get in the ring. I'm the oldest and I'm 38. Okay. And, um, but we have worked with other groups where. So, you're
0: actually one of these that get in the ring yep. and spar? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: I get in the ring and spar. I've been doing that for um, about 10 years of the 11 I've been getting in the ring and sparring. So, I'm one of our oldest fighters. <laughs> in both ways so but we've known other groups um, even locally that have had fighters up into the 50s who actually do the steel fighting really so um, average member of our group though like can be we have uh, we've had people up into the 50s and 60s doing in our group training fighting but Mm -hmm. not actually doing the sparring as well as being just overall involved so
0: unchoreographed metal fighting yes (laughs) you ever had anyone get seriously hurt
1: Yes. Uh, Last summer, I broke five ribs. Oh, I I just, uh, I was just
0: going to ask you, was it you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's one of the major ones. uh, Yeah, I got five ribs cracked um, by, ironically, and not from a weapon, but a guy sitting on me. Um, Full armor and plate. And uh, we were the grass was wet, and we went into a grapple, and he tripped, um, got tangled in my arms, and it was either hard knee to the face, or he could try to control sit back on my chest. So he we went for the sit, but it still that was three hundred pounds of force with force coming down, and they said it was like I was in a car accident basically with the seatbelt injury. Um, that same person who's our captain. Um, he had an eye almost taken out, so that was probably the scariest one. Wow. Um, we've changed. Most of our safety measurements have come from um, injuries and upping our well, safety. Well, yeah, that's
0: usually how it goes. Like, Unfortunately. They don't, they don't update like safety protocol for like <laughs> airliners until one goes crashing into a mountain and kills everyone yep. on board, that
1: kind of thing. So a lot of us wear fencing masks now where we used to wear traditional steel medieval helmets okay. um, and they still had a slit and one of the swords went into the eye slit one time and into his eye socket and he had to, thankfully he was able to take it out and with no damage, which was a miracle. So wow. those are probably our two most serious, but those are very, very rare and those were both at the exhaustion point, like the last fight of the last day of the last weekend where we're exhausted and then something happens. So that's also we've put into place practices of making sure we're rotating heavier at that point so people aren't getting too tired um, at the end of the day. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's really wild. <laughs> it is. It's, it's interesting though. You know, yeah. Because I did for a time think about going to fighting, not that kind of fighting, but you know for a time like studying to become an MMA fighter so but now I'm a little too long on the tooth for that kind of <laughs> thing, so not gonna happen
1: well then you can join us with us right yeah I guess that's my
0: next best option here I can go into joining HEMA yeah and, and fight with swords right
1: <laughs> we fight with swords we grapple we do the um so when we tie we do what's called the bear pit which is where you hold one dagger in the middle, nobody has weapons, mm-hmm. and the two run at each other, grab the dagger and whoever. Right, right. And, but oh. we get into full grapples right. and punches at that point. Yeah, people
0: come in like, from other exercise disciplines like wrestling and things like that. It's like, oh man, this is really up my alley, that kind of thing. Yeah. And really get into it from there.
1: Yeah, you we know? do. We have uh, one guy who just, I mean, he, he will... Like, jump up and kick you back. Like, I don't He, he did a lot of um, uh, Eastern martial arts beforehand. And so he does a lot more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to see those different um, styles and things incorporated in. Sure. Our leader has, um, he was in the military for a long time. So, a lot of military drills and grappling, we learned that.
0: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, why does this type of thing resonate with you? I mean, especially going so far as getting into the actual fighting thing. Yeah. Uh, aspect of it where it's a free-for-all and just about anything can happen to you even coming close to losing an <laughs> eyeball so why does that resonate with you
1: so there's a couple of reasons um, one of it I is the community and also you can fight without or you can have the community without doing the fighting mm-hmm. but um, I love leading and um, having you know making sure everybody is showing up and doing things so um, in order to do that I have to be fighting so for me um, having that community is really about leading and making sure it happens but also it is the fun of it Mm -hmm. I mean you know we can go to a gym and lift a weight but you get to be in a different world and be a different person Mm -hmm. for a minute when you're sword fighting and especially for me as females because um we've had different female fighters throughout um, the years but I'm currently the only female fighter and I tend to it tends to come down to just me a lot of times um showing girls even bo- young boys that girls can fight girls can be tough mm-hmm. is such an amazing opportunity for me I love it I love taking off my helmet and a little girl going oh, it's a girl oh my goodness girls can you know, I, I've got little tiny fan base. I guess, I guess they've
0: not heard of Ronda Rousey.
1: <laughs> no. They, well, they probably are watching that on TV. <laughs> no. But, you know, I've had dad, um, at one of our last fairs, he specifically brought his daughter to see us because he knew I fought. And was like, see, girls can fight too. She didn't think girls could fight. And just being in that, in that moment, having these kids come back to me and looking up to, well, all of us as a role model, but especially... As a female, as a role model. Because mm-hmm.
0: um, you're fighting men.
1: Because I'm, yeah, I'm fighting big guys. I mean, I fought a guy who is six foot 300 or six, three, and 330 pounds. Whoa. And, you know, and he's a big teddy bear. He's fantastic. Right. Um, and he's one of my favorite trainers. But I, you know, I, I don't come up very far on him. I'm not right. short, but he's a big guy. I don't and... know
0: how I would do against him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <You> go low. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Be quick. Be quick. Yeah, then that's my thing. So, um, a lot of these guys will use big weapons, um, big heavy weapons, uh, spy hander, which is a six foot sword, you know, going up against that. And so, I steal, I go with um, like dual daggers or something that's quicker and faster to play to my strengths. And learning what your strengths are is a big thing in our group, too, figuring out. How you fight, what you're good at, and really leaning so into what's that. What's your style? How you fight? So I fight either longsword or I fight dual wielding daggers. So quick and fast, get in, get out.
0: Like a kind of a Miyamoto Musashi sort of thing, the dual, the dual swords. Yeah. Kind of thing, like the samurai with the dual swords, yep. you know, that sort of thing.
1: Yep, that kind of thing. Two daggers, twelve inches, and mm-hmm. you know, it's so like him blocking nice that's
0: really cool I'm uh, liking it more as I hear about it
1: it's a lot of fun
0: it does sound and that's, like a lot
1: that's the fun. thing it's, a, it's play yeah. you get to be in this entire world and um, do things that you get to see on tv that you don't mm-hmm. normally get to do and it brings a lot of fun into working out
0: exactly because when I taught kickboxing for a while, what I would try to do is that I would try to transport people into an actual ring. So I could could have you stand there in front of this bag and punch and kick and punch and kick and just Mm -hmm. throw instructions at you. But I try to create a visual in front, okay? So this bag is not a bag, it's actually coming for you. So you need to move. You stand there, you're gonna get pummeled. So make sure, pretend there's a fist coming at you right now. Pretend it's evading you, it's chasing you, that sort of thing here. And people really responded to that. Because, you know, obviously, you know, they're not going to get hurt. It's a bag. It's not going to hurt them. But the fact that they have a painting or a picture in front of them that kind of makes them think for a moment here that they're actually in a ring with somebody, people really like that. So they like the association of it. They pretend of it,
1: you know, without the
0: actual safety risk involved and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, We do a lot of... it it teaches a lot of body awareness as well when you're doing things like Mm -hmm. that um one of the biggest things I have to teach first is is what we call measure and it's we're so used to having the wrapping paper cardboard tubes where you you know fight your brother or sister at Christmas and you hit the tubes because if you hit your sibling your mom's gonna yell at you right Mm -hmm. if you hit them too hard so you're hitting the tubes but um in fighting we're actually striking for the person how do you actually go and hit the person and that's such a big thing that we um people struggle with is knowing what their reach is how far can i reach where is my body in proximity to the person i'm fighting how am i you know am i centered over my hips or am i too lean back am i too lean forward i go over and i just push people all the time i'm like you're too you're too far back and they go oh like because they have. To, they're not aware of where their body is. Yeah, so how their body moves through time and space. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a, a huge part of that is learning that and how everything connects together. Um, mm. One of the things I'm always telling my kids is, uh, it's called hip or tip hip step. So the tip of the sword moves. So you're you're starting with your wrist and then your hip moves. So your body moves and then you step. Your feet follow and it, mm-hmm. it connects your whole body. It's how you're connecting and how you're moving forward in a way that's going to keep you centered and grounded mm-hmm. as opposed to stepping forward first and having your sore behind will leave right. you tip backwards. Right. So connecting the whole body, it's, it's right. really big on full body right, awareness. Right.
0: So yeah, it's a very good lesson in physics, biomechanics, mm-hmm. kinesiology, you know, and everything involved
1: here. Yeah. And it's um, both weighted and cardio um, mm-hmm. exercise because um, you can start. We if people are not very strong, we can start them off with something as simple as a dowel or a wooden bamboo stick, mm-hmm. um, and then you move up into the plastics and other things um, for uh, swords. Bam- a bamboo stick hurts. Yes, the bamboo stick. But when you're just drilling by yourself, it's, <laughs> it's pretty light. Or broomstick. People use broomsticks uh-huh. at home. I even use socks. For cutting exercise, so it can be pretty light, but those motions over and over, you know, are going to get that repetition, and then you're obviously moving, so it's you know a little bit of the cardio as mm-hmm. well as a full body because you, when you're fighting, you can't really just isolate your arms. If you're isolating just your arms and doing it and not incorporating your core into it and and movement, you're not gonna get very far in the drills and the exercise. So gotcha. it's really full body movement. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. I love it. So what's the, what would you say, or is there a written philosophy about this type of thing here? Like, I don't know, whatever. Like every every fitness company has a, a motto or a mantra that they follow. Like, whatever it is, like, you know, Pharoah's Extreme Body Shaping is like life at level 10, that kind of thing. So is there like an overarching philosophy or is it... You know, in terms of like fitness or science or anything like that? Or is it just a really, you know, having a lot of fun?
1: Yeah. So I would say, I mean, I'm not sure about the HEMA community in general, you know, but um, our group's philosophy is um, guardians are family. So our big thing is it's family. When we show up, we, um, when we're stretching and warming up, we go around and we talk about. Um, You know, something that was good from last week and something you're looking forward to this week. So we start to get to know each other and build this community because when you're expected to show up um, and you don't show up, people are like, where were you last week? There's that accountability. Plus, we get to know each other's lives and help and support each other. We have such a variety of ages from teenagers on up into their 50s who show up. So really, you know, getting to know people across and different diversities, different Um, age -hmm. groups and supporting each other but even with health then you know we help train each other we help um, guide each other up and see our weak points and encourage people Um, that's a big thing that I see in the group is you know when we break off into smaller um, groups and we're doing little you know two-on-twos people really encourage each other and they're like you know Somebody is struggling because they can't get their arms around. Maybe they're a little overweight and they're struggling. You know, people will be like, it's okay. You know, you're going to get those movements and and here, try this, help this. You know, we really encourage and help each other. And that community aspect really keeps people coming back, even if they don't want to fight, to learn this because it's such a fun environment and it feels good to be in there and be encouraged by each other. All right, all
0: right. So it's very much something like entire families will involve, get themselves involved in, mm-hmm. it's like mom, dad, kids. Oh, yeah. You know, And it just kind of trickles down generations and it just keeps coming back.
1: Yep. Like my entire family is heavily involved. Um, my kids are training up to be fighters, but they are involved in the roughing and the drumming. And my husband does not like swords or fighting, so he builds my armor for me. Oh, so okay. yeah we are all involved and we, yeah we have entire families who come in maybe one kid will start and then uh, we just we bring them all in but okay. um the group as itself has become really a family we do events together we have fourth of july um cook out the other okay. week so it's really we celebrate birthdays and weddings and do all sorts of stuff together
0: all right okay, okay. so you really become a community within the community yep okay
1: oh cool
0: all right uh let's see that's that i got for you okay so say i'm brand new to this mm-hmm. yeah and i find you and i sign up so what can a brand new person brand spanking new walking in for the first time expect like what, from walking in through the, through the front door and paying whatever it is you charge
1: yeah so, so what's the process well that's one of the fun things is we don't actually charge anything you guys just show up oh, really? and just join in Um, so that's really, it's an easy way to just start doing this. Um, we have lots of training weapons, so you don't even need to have equipment. The things we require people is close-toed shoes. And if you have some gloves, bring gloves and some water kind of thing, but we'll put a sword in your hand. We'll teach you how to hold the sword. We'll teach you how to move your body from the very beginning basics. And we get you with those foundational things and we take it very slow and, um, we practice drills and training drills, and I always say, um, uh, "Slow is smooth, smooth is fast." So we take people through really slowly and teach them just the entire body mechanics of how to move with a sword. So you're not hitting things right away, but you're learning how to move right, your body together. Yeah. Okay. So that's what people get when they start, and they, you know, can slowly learn more and more of the cuts and more of the movement. And um, I usually give assignments and different things of go home, practice this, you know, with things in your home, um, try to do things that will people will have in their home because most of our people don't have training equipment so Mm -hmm. you know grab a hammer work on your you know forearms um movement strength that kind of thing for that week
0: that's interesting because that's actually something i actually work with my own people with like just having like a hammer a small sledgehammer or something from a store yeah from ace hardware or something like that and just kind of like Mm -hmm. work on strength of the forearm you know just extending supinating and pronating your wrists and stuff like that and build up these muscles right here yep so that's interesting
1: uh, last week, it was all about tennis balls. So we were mm-hmm. working on our lunges forward and tossing a tennis ball with intent to another person so that we're supposed to go toss a tennis ball to somebody this week. Um, so back. it really but...
0: is kind of like training from battle. <laughs> yes.
1: Yep. So we all of our stuff is based off of 16th century manuals that were made for knights and battle. This is It's not based on sporting events or rules. It is based on the actual manuals that knights made and used wow
0: i can think of so many like modern sports that could benefit from that because yeah. it would be just an excellent training regimen gosh wow so do you know how how would you even come buy something like that i guess you'd have to go way back to where this whole thing comes from in europe right
1: yep. so well i mean they're available you can buy these manuscripts for you know off of amazon now because they've been yeah. republished but yeah they're uh Myers is one of the biggest schools. there's different schools um and there are other types that people think of like gladiator or Roman, but it's traditionally kind of the late fifteenth century to mid sixteenth century is kind of like where a lot of the HEMA focuses and of course there's some other stuff but um yeah, I'm not sure where they originally found them, but they're pretty common in our um, world that everybody has a couple of those manuals sitting around on their bookshelves at this point. Gotcha.
0: So I could just, if I found you, I showed up, say, at Brookside Park.
1: Yeah. Say, hey, can I play? That kind of thing. Oh, we get people walking by and we're like, hey, you want a sword? We, we have, you know, snagged a few people like
0: that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so. I, so okay, so I show up. I say, hey, I want to do this too. You put a plastic sword in my hand. You yep. show me the mechanics and you give me the ropes and all that kind of stuff. So how often do I actually? how often do I actually show up and do this sort of thing? Like how many times yeah. a week?
1: We do it once a week. We do the group practices once a week. We actually have one in Des Moines. Some people will come to um, both the Ames and the Des Moines practice to get two in a week, but most people just come once a week. So you come, and, once, come once, once a week officially, and then you
0: kind of practice on your own?
1: Yep, practice you, on your own. Okay,
0: cool. Okay, so how long does it take to usually graduate from plastic to was it wood? or?
1: So uh, steel is what you end up with steel qualified, but that's the sparring in the ring, Mm -hmm. and that can just wildly depend. I we've had people train for four or five years and they're still not steel qualified yet. It's how much time and effort you put into it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, um, we had a guy who started in the um, spring of, or no, in the fall of last year, and by spring he was ready to be steel qualified. But he put in hours every day training to get to that level then he's excellent fighter (laughs) not (laughs) that
0: wow okay so okay so how would somebody I mean other than like the passerby in Mm -hmm. Brookside Park or where? how would somebody actually go out and find this because I actually went on the internet yeah and you know I Typed in your organization, and you know, I didn't really find a direct link to say, "Hey, here we are. Come here. Yeah. You want to get up and you want to go join us." You know, so how would anybody actually directly find you if they're looking?
1: Yeah. So um, if you're looking and you're not in the Ames or Iowa area, uh, going to HEMA Alliance, um, Hema Alliance, that website it has a club finder. There are about 215 registered clubs throughout the U.S., but there are a lot of clubs. That aren't registered, so that's a, a kind of a low ballpark number. Um, so you can find lo- your local club um, that way. I know there's a one of those in Des Moines, um, but otherwise, most people find us at Renaissance fairs and they see us fighting and go, "That's really cool. Right. How can I do that?" Right. Um, on our website, the theguardiansoftheblackforest.com. Um, at the bottom, there's that was an obvious one right there. I yeah, guess
0: I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think to look for a website for Guardians of the Black Forest.
1: Yep. We have um, our different uh, chapters listed and the contact information for each of the chapter leaders. We have one in Dyersville, Cedar Rapids, Ottumwa, Ames, and Des Moines.
0: Cool, cool. So you may not really know how to answer this, but how can I until I start talking to you, how come I never heard of this? Because it sounds wickedly awesome. Yeah, number one, and it's chapters everywhere, 250 nationwide, you know, and of course abroad. You know, so like, how come I never came across this until I started talking to you? you It's
1: it's pretty niche. Um, if you're not in that world, kind of thing. Most times when I tell people I'm a sword fighter, they say, "Oh, you're boo hurt, Um, boo hurt," or um, what's boo hurt? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. there was a people know because there was a TV show on one of those, like Bravo or something, a while back, where it was, you know kind of like the bachelor style, like down to the last right. contestant kind yeah. of thing. Okay. So they're fantastic. There's a local couple local um, groups of that. And these are the guys you'll see in full armor, just wailing on each other. Uh, okay. Usually they have axes and it is to submission. It's you just hit and hit and hit until those people are down. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what most people think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to compare it to you know like uh if you were a skier you can be a cross-country skier you can be a, sk- a jumper you can be doing the slaloms there's all sorts of different things under skiing even though you have the same equipment hema is like cross-country skiing versus the long jump for vuhurt you know it's it's same equipment but it's a completely different set of skills that you're <laughs> using there um it's just i'd say in the last five years five to maybe six years especially with game of Thrones has really upped the interest in it but it's huge in Europe it's just um that is the thing instead of like here in the U.S. you take your kids to taekwondo or karate you know um but in Europe you take your kids to a HEMA club that's what they do there um right now we are having a problem because most of all of the best armor and stuff comes from Ukraine and so nobody Mm. can get swords or um armor right now
0: that's ironic from Ukraine.
1: Oh, it's, it's actually fun. I would, I would
0: expect it from, like, you know, Germany or France or England or something oh, like that. Oh, it's, it's Ukraine. <laughs> they
1: have amazing armors there, which they're using that in the war, which is it's really interesting to see. Now that's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, they're, they're arming up people with our well, armor. so. Yeah, I but know, yeah. but, you
0: know, something that was meant for fun and games is now right. being put in an
1: actual It <laughs> really war. is, which is sad, but which is, you know, our community is <laughs> trying to help him. Um, sure support those over in ukraine and but uh yeah it's that's where all the best stuff comes from kind of okay. ironically
0: gotcha okay so go to guardians of black yep. or guardians of black force or hema so
1: hema alliance if you're in um the broader united states but if you're in iowa go to guardians of the black that's where we're at um, guardians of the black Forest on all the social medias um tiktok and instagram and you'll find us there and um, yeah you can see what we're up to and kind of the different uh some of the different fights as well as uh, the historical encampment that we do we have everything from blacksmiths and leather smiths a brewing station and astronomy so we teach all about history um as well as do the sword fighting
0: okay so as of right now though you don't actually have a home base here in town no no because i was thinking like because, like you said it's such a niche sort of thing. I was thinking like this is maybe something coming out of Iowa State or something like some club coming out of Iowa State. Yeah. or something like that. But no, it's it's really its own entity.
1: It really is.
0: Yeah, okay. So guardiansoftheblackforest.com. Yep. Okay, if you if you're here local in Ames or in central Iowa, guardiansoftheblackforest.com is where you could find yep. um, Anna and her fellow fighters. Yep. Okay. And nationwide, it's HEMAalliance.com. Yep.
1: Okay. And HEMA's Hema is right. H-E-M-A, Historical European March, Martial Arts. And it's
0: the same across all social media, too, HEMA Alliance. And you know, School
1: I'm not plant sure plants. that's a specific website that mm-hmm. is trying to help um, coordinate, and I think that's probably why we don't, you haven't heard about it. It's, it's because it is a lot of individual clubs, and we don't have an overarching, you know, um, or like a national office, you right? Know, you don't
0: have that, like a nope. national CEO. Or there's nothing
1: like that. like that, which is why tournaments can be difficult because there's n- different rules for different clubs and different things. So there's no mm-hmm. overarching rule set, and right. so that's kind of why it stayed. It can stay pretty low. So what do
0: you th- What do you think about that? The kind of decentralized nature
1: of it. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's a pretty big, you know, controversy within the community is should we become more centralized? Because if we become centralized and um, get a standard set of rules across tournaments, Mm -hmm. we can eventually make it up into an Olympic sport, which is a lot of what people would like to see it end up as. Other people like it to be very based on the historical manuals. That's usually how the clubs are divided up, by which historical manual do you follow? So people don't want to see a standard set because they're like, well, we don't follow that manual. So there's,
0: there's different manuals? Then? Yep.
1: Okay. So there's Meyer. I'm going to, I can't say the German names. It's like right. Schinstein or something. There's another big oh, one. Okay. There's a, a few big schools and are you German or are you Italian styled? That can be a big, you know, which one do you go by? And then the names of all the moves are di- the same move but called different in a different language. So
0: what, what's the book that you follow?
1: So we we follow Myers and it's okay. uh, German longsword is what uh, I teach. Oh right, yep. yeah, you said that because it, it really does the whole body when you're connecting the hands together. Gotcha, yeah.
0: gotcha. Okay, <laughs> well, this has been awesome it's good <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I can t- I can hear and see the enthusiasm. I can tell you love this. It's Compliment. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So is there. Anything else before we start to wrap up here? Anything else you want to fire at me? Anything else you want to say?
1: Um, Yeah, I would just encourage people to join in if you want. Like I said, the community, the movement, and even the mental health aspects of having, you know, fun and enjoyment and doing, um, you know, and learning something new. I think that's a big thing, too, by learning something as opposed to just doing movement you're engaging your mind and that can really um help help overall health and enjoyment so it's something we love to do we love to see new people and come out and cheer us on at a renaissance festival we'll be in des moines um at sleepy hollow when we go down in manna um so come and see us and cheer us on otherwise you know come and swing a sword even just once or twice right,
0: right. so that uh, no- Oh, kind of going back to what we uh, what you spoke of earlier, like when do you normally meet in Brookside Park for people here in town? When do you normally yeah. meet there?
1: In the summer hours, it's 6 o'clock on um, six Mondays. No, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on Mondays in Brookside Park. And the um, school starts. We meet at 4. Gotcha. So. Gotcha.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Anna yeah. Barton. It's been a pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Well, uh, folks... This is the very first uh, interview for the Fitness Reborn podcast. My guest, again, is Anna Barton of the Historical European Martial Arts Society and, more locally, the Guardians of the Black Forest. So if you have any other questions that you have about Anna or about her uh, organization, you, of course, can email me at or renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com, renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. My um, social media again is uh, Instagram is Renaissance underscore athletic, Renaissance underscore athletic, and Facebook is Renaissance trained, and that's the Facebook page. So, again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. I know I certainly did, and um, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments, cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R-E-N fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. You never know, you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.